you don't have to be great as a gamer to be in Blackboard Games. We're not testing your your FPS skills. We're not testing. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm not the best. Like, I'm literally not the best. So who am I to say, no, you can't come in because you don't play this game or you don't play that game? Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast. I'm Judy Stevens. I'm Sana Manet. And I'm Angelique Roche. And for this episode, Judy and I talked to two incredible women who are part of a community called Black Girl Gamers. It's an online platform whose goal is to highlight Black women's voices in gaming. We've both been following Black Girl Gamers for a while now, and we were really excited to get them on the show. They started out small, but now they have this huge following online, and they're continuing to grow. From streaming live on Twitch, to having a uh, Facebook group and a Discord channel, and they're super active on Twitter as well. We got to talk to J.N. Lopez, who founded Black Girl Gamers back in 2015 and continues to run it today. And she told us what inspired her to create this space. I think that gaming and women were just put in this box and events are created from a male perspective. And I was like, no, we're going to flip it up. We're going to mix it up. And we were also joined by Chelsea Cueto, who is a community manager for Black Girl Gamers. Basically, she keeps the train running. Come in, have a drink, put some cucumbers on your eyes, and just chill out. Yes. The best way I can describe BGG is a spa day. It sounds like you guys had a really amazing conversation. It's so inspiring to hear how Jan and Chelsea are working to make the gaming community a more inclusive and welcoming place because we all need it so much. So let's take a listen. So, hey, y'all. Hey. I'm really very happy we finally got to a point where we have scooped you due to time zones in the same place <laughs> at the same time, away from controllers, keyboards, and all the things that make life wonderful. At, when we were just talking, I was saying that the first time I ever heard of you guys was my first E3. I'd run to go tell one of my friends. I was like, yo, I'm going to E3. I'm completely overwhelmed. Uh, this is a big room of a lot of gamers who know more stuff than me, and I'm never going to know as much as they are. And it was like, there's going to be competitive gamers. People have jerseys. Like, this is a mm. whole new world of gaming that I, ne- I just, I just, I knew of, but never been to. And I had taken a real step back away from gaming, even though I'd been playing video games as a kid, because the world had gotten a little... Yeah. Toxic is not the word. Like, I, yes, it is the word. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it had, it, it is yeah. the word. <laughs> And my girl was like, yo, do you follow Black Girl Gamers? And I was like, who? (laughs) A what? That exists? (laughs) And it was probably one of the coolest suggestions he's ever made because it wasn't just, oh, we're Black girls and we're good at gaming. It was also we're Black girls, we're good at gaming, and we have fun, and we play all different types of games. You know, it may not have been the X-Men or Spider-Man or like the Simpsons that we all learned growing up in the arcade games, but it was definitely something. And I'm really glad you guys got to come here because there's so much accessibility that folks get from Black Girl Gamers. Mm-hmm. I'm actually interested, and I'm going to stop talking because I'm gushing at this point. Um, how did you both get into games? And if you could, because I have not said your name yet, and this is a podcast, um, introduce <laughs> yourself a little bit for us. Okay, so 
Uh, my name is Jayan Lopez and I'm the founder of Black Girl Gamers. I started the community in 2015 as a way to, one, find friends who I could relate to. And the re- part of the reason why I wanted to do that is because of the toxicity that you mentioned in gaming. Even though I was playing some of the games that people would like, quote unquote, say that are gamers games, like hardcore games like Halo and stuff and Call of Duty, I was still experiencing the isolation and exclusion. But when I first got into gaming, I was about seven or eight years old. And it was when my uncles bought me my first console, which was a Nintendo. And I rinsed that bad boy with like, (laughs) yes, everything you could imagine I was playing and I would rinse it. And even I think even before that, actually, my mum used to be on the radio and she was a single mum. So she had to bring me with her. And in the radio studio, they had a PC and the very first Doom was on that PC. And I used to rinse that game as well it was awesome I would sit there for hours and she wouldn't I wouldn't bother her she'd be like oh no she's good playing games so I think that's where my love for games started and I'm a Pisces we love alternate worlds we love fantasies we love just losing ourselves and stuff I I love the fact that I'm like that and that's where I get my love for games from and Chelsea how did you get started well yeah my name is Chelsea and I've been in black girl gamers for about a year and a half or so now Every time I talk about how I found the group, I get gushy. I get like a tear in my eye. Um, but first, let me just say how I got into gaming is uh, when I was young, about seven, eight, the Nintendo 64 had came out and we were just ecstatic. My parents are actually gamers themselves, you know, and they obviously didn't have the Nintendo 64, but they liked the fun of video games. You know, Diddy Kong Racing was like my first love. <laughs> but yeah, I found Black Girl Gamers about a year and a half ago. You know, we all, most Black women come on a journey when they're gaming. I've always been gaming. I've played World of Warcraft and we obviously know what kind of world that is, especially when you want to be a voice gamer. I've played for about six years. It was an interesting time, but I quit and they, I was just like, I need to find a place where people aren't toxic and everybody loves you for you. And I was just randomly searching one day, black girl gamers. I didn't even know anything about BGG yet. I was just searching black girl gamers so I could find a tribe and then just up pops, you know, this group. And I was just like, join, 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 join. (laughs) And, you know, a little bit later, Jay approached me and she asked me if I could help on the administrative team for the Facebook group. And yeah, I just try to keep everyone engaged and just involved. You know, off mic, we were talking about what the word gamer means, right? This idea of like, are you a gamer if you only play online? Are you a gamer if you play WoW or if you play this? Or like, I also sort of similar story to Angelique. I played so many games growing up like Tomb Raider, you name it, I was playing those games. And then when I went to college, I really felt this world of like, well, I'm a girl, I can't play. And, you know, there's so many levels to this idea Mm. of inclusivity within gaming, right? Because we're still making steps for just women, let alone black women. But like, how did this start? What Mm. was the process for you where suddenly you're like, I want to make a community for black women to feel like they belong as gamers? So a little bit about me. I have another platform that I created with my best friend called Culture, which is specifically about natural hair and black beauty because it's another way that black women are excluded a lot. And I wanted to empower black women to feel, you know, 
beautiful in just in general and you know in their day-to-day and realize that they how they naturally are can be the default and that taught me a lot of tools it taught me a lot of ways to manage social media and to create things and to brand things and market things so when it came to gaming and I was at uni it's funny everyone mentions uni or college from like a, a period of where women get into like <laughs> no I'm a, I'm a gamer and I'm gonna I'm gonna own that so the same for me at university there was a guy who was supposedly a friend yeah not anymore and he started his own channel and I was like okay I want to start my own channel this is kind of cool but I noticed his and his was just constant use of like African-American vernacular English and constant use of like gendered slurs um and so I was just like well I can't watch this because I'm tired of hearing it's toxic so I created my own channel and through that I connected with other people on social media some of my best gaming friends are still to this day that I know very well and they were having similar experiences so I was like well I just want to create a community of us so that we can be safe so that we don't have to worry about experiencing these things and I knew if I had experienced it then I know other black women had experienced it. And I've always been very um, community minded. So with my other platform, it's very focused on community. So I said, if I can do it for beauty, why can't I do it for gaming? And so that's exactly what I did. And, and it's grown. And I've met some amazing people in Chelsea and others as well that have just poured their heart and time into this community and they see the need for it. And I game with so many BGGs. I was gaming just a minute ago and it was just beautiful because we just get along so well. But yeah, so that's how it started, really. It was just, you could call it selfish, but you could also call it as understanding my experience isn't the only one out there. You guys are on Twitch. It's actually a phenomenal tool. It allows gamers to stream their actual screens from their consoles. So you can just go watch other people play games. And sometimes yeah. it's soothing. Even even if you're watching like a shooting game, it's so soothing. <laughs> and the thing about Twitch that I love is that it, it's not all games. Sometimes it's panels. Sometimes it's interviews. Crafting, cosplaying, art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they also play retro games. It doesn't matter what game you like. People will play like games from the 80s and 90s like on their old systems. And, it, it, and Judy's right. It is quite soothing we just did a because of the whole corona situation and people just being stressed and stuff we did a wellness week of streams as well so we do that kind of stuff as well that was we have official streamers on the bgg channel and they're amazing streamers and they we asked them to do a soothing game in their stream slot and that really got some really good feedback like everyone who filled out the survey just said yeah that was amazing because sometimes you don't want to see shooters sometimes you want to see someone diving underwater or or playing puzzles and stuff with some chill music in the background and just coming and talking about your day like it doesn't have to be you know high octane content and everyone's screaming (laughs) or shouting It, it can also be chill and that's what we tried to do on that week and I think it went really well so I definitely want to talk a little bit about what you just brought up uh, about mm-hmm. the new world order that we're living in right now. But I do just want to make sure that the fans listening at home know that you guys have a Twitter, you're on YouTube, and I assume Facebook is a it's a Facebook group, right? Is it right. invite only? Yes. The Facebook and the Discord are private spaces and everything else is quite open. Yeah. Anyone can send a request, but you know, we have to, you know, properly vet any answers that you give and that was just me clicking join. Don't mind me. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
definitely check out the Facebook page. You'll keep up with us, especially if you're if you're someone, maybe you're not a black female gamer, but you want to support our cause and what we're doing. Definitely check out the Facebook page and just see the updates that Jay will post. And, you know, just hit a like, go watch the Twitch, see what black girls are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think now with online platforms like Twitch and other things where you can stream games, do you think that that really helped you guys build this community and create like a great platform? Uh, (laughs) um, Or do you think it was that good? (laughs) I will will say that, don't get me wrong, I think platforms like Twitch and and social media, they're all tools. It depends on how you use it. I will say that, and this is going to sound a bit egotistical, but I would say it's also how I am. I'm very vocal. So there's been topics that I've been very vocal about where I find that other gamers would shy away from, especially other black gamers. So for instance, if it's a black woman being isolated from being a character in a game, I will will talk about it. And I don't care if the developers like me or not, but I feel like a lot of gamers want to be on the good side of the developers to to, to kind of come up in that world. And for me, I'm just like, well, I'm going to say it. If Overwatch hasn't got a black woman, I'm going to say it. If someone else hasn't got a black woman, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say, why are you leaving us out? And so I think those kind of sentiments gathered a lot of support because no one was being, well, not I won't say no one, but it was less common to see that opinion being so strong and unapologetic in that area. And for those listening at home who are not really in the gaming community, it is a $100 billion industry. There are so many developers around the world. And when Jan says developers, she really means the actual developers of the game. They are tweeting, they are posting, uh, they're doing Twitch. This community is huge and it is loud. And it can be a little scary. One of the things that I love about the organization is Y'all look at trolls and y'all are like, this has been nice. And you walk away. Like there was this amazing video y'all just pushed out, which is like outtakes of gamers just being themselves, playing different games, but also not being great at a thing. I was like, this is amazing. People are messing up because that's the fear, right? The fear is that it's already a stereotypical place. It's already mad toxic that people already assume that women can't play and particular black women don't necessarily have a space here. It Mm -hmm. hasn't existed before this except in very small clusters, but it's like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I feel like black girl gamers as an organization, as a group, as a space allows for there to be a little bit of a tougher skin when it comes to that kind of depressing stuff. Yeah. It's it's horrid. Like, there's no, no. way, there's no other way to say it. Yeah, trust me, sometimes I just don't go on Twitter because there's been things that I've just received and I'm just like, you know what? I'm not dealing with it today. I'm just going to log off and I'm just going like, to take my space. And I do that. I've done that before because i got so much stuff. I've got N-word emails and stuff. So... There are times where you have to like just step away. And the thing is, if I don't say anything or I don't make a point and people might think like, oh, she's going off again. But if you don't say anything, nothing's going to change. And that's the main thing for me. There's not enough platforms out here taking a stand. There's only a few that I could name on the top of my head. And there's not enough taking a stand to say, you know, this space needs to be diversified. You developers are thinking about yourselves again. You're not thinking about the end consumer. Right. There's a lot of that that I have to deal with. But again, and Chelsea can testify to this. 
you don't have to be great as a gamer to be in black games we're not testing your 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 fps skills we're not <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm not the best like i'm literally not the best so who am i to say no you can't come in because you don't play this game or you don't play that game i've played a variety of games and i really do love a variety of games and i recognize that there can be someone who loves a fps or an mmo or a cooking game or a tetris or a puzzle game mm-hmm. because i love them all and i think it's just about dismantling that that over dominating narrative about who says what a gamer is and there's still people that try and do that right now but they're getting overridden because social media is democratizing everything for the most part like if i may go ahead um, sometimes we do see things like that um when girls come into bgg they have been out in the world and sometimes they bring with them what they've learned out there and sort of like Oh, you play cell phone games. Are you really a gamer? Or, you know, and we do our best in BGG to, you know, kind of squash those arguments because at the end of the day, you're all here under one umbrella for one purpose. Mm -hmm. You've seen what it's like and we're here to, you know, give you a hug. Come in, have a drink, put some cucumbers on your eyes and just chill out. Yes. Um, she always describes it like a spa. I the love the way she describes it. way I can describe it. BGG is a spa day. This is what we want. We want to be away from those, you know, debates of what makes you a gamer or what makes you good or, you know, what makes you bad or something like that. Like, we're all here to love each other. That's it. <laughs> no, I love that because there seems to have been this evolution from that moment, J.A., where you started and then bringing in this bigger cluster. What right now for you both are your roles? Because I think you've kind of talked a little bit about them. And, and as you're getting more spotlight, because you've got articles and, and folks are like really actually chatting a light. What, what are both of your roles like within this community? So... I don't consider myself just a moderator in the group. Although that is my role for BGG in the Facebook group is moderator, but it's also the moderator's job to interact with everyone. Let them know that we're here, we're listening, and let them know that we're here. Uh, We're not just a monolith of rules and, you know, regulations. Um, At the end of the day, we are just like every member in the group. We just have a higher permission to make sure the group stays how, you know, we want it to be a non-toxic environment and stuff like that. So we do have, you know, some rules against things that you may, you know, bring into the group like massage noir or something like that. Uh, We just make sure that this is a spa. Uh, Like I said, just a spa for everyone. And I also, you know, help try to hold down the fort for everything. I'm in the Discord. I'm in every channel I can be in. And I just want to make sure everyone sees my face so they know when they do see me on Twitter or when they do see me on Facebook, they know, oh, hey, Chelsea. Oh, she's in BGG. Oh, she's the moderator for BGG. And maybe if they see me on other platform, you know, they can also bring their concerns or questions or praise or anything like that to me. And I can just pass it along. Mm-hmm. She does a really good job. She does a really, really good job of it. Like, I, I, I love when I see people who have the same passion that I do for the community. And it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. But it's something that we do out of love because we've been in the same position that the members have been in. But we also understand that not all members know what makes a good community. Just because they come into the space, they want the space to be theirs, but they have to understand that they're joining a community and they can't bring, like she said, outside behaviors into the space. 
So my role is I, I check in with the Facebook management team, but they do quite a good job of holding down the fort. I do a lot of the events. So we've done an event in collaboration with Facebook and Saga that I pitched Facebook last year. And that was in January before the whole coronavirus stuff uh, popped off this year. But it was called Gamers Girls Night In. And it's been an idea that I've wanted to do forever because I think that gaming and women were just put in this box and events are created from a male perspective. And they've always been this, you know, you know, the gamer colors, like the blue, the purples, the greens and all events have that kind of fluorescent. And I was like, no, we're going to flip it up. We're going to mix it up. So Gamer Girls Night In had two panels of women who are in the industry, be it presenters, like major presenters like Julia Hardy, who works for Xbox and BBC and stuff. Or Elle Silly Wood, who works for who worked for PlayStation previously and does a lot of voice acting. So they were on the panels. We had nail designs that were done in like gamer designs and stuff. So women would leave home with like little controller pads or Black Girl Gamers or Naysaga, who is the community that we paired up with to do the event. There was Wingstop, Cupcakes, a photo booth. Then there was a dance bit at the end. So we had like people doing the candy and electric slide at the end. Just like, hey, hey. It was such a great event. And I think like that's what makes me passionate, bringing a new flavor to, to BGG and bringing my view and, you know, the different views that people have within the community to the forefront and into fruition. So not every gaming event has to have EDM. Not every gaming event has to... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the soundtrack? I don't know. No, it's not I don't, soundtrack. I don't, I don't, I don't, we so do true. like a little bit of other things. So, so like, I feel like we added with our events, we've done panels, we've done talks... So I'm trying to work with brands to try and bring them content creators um, so that black women are not just the select few that get chosen, not the just select few who are amazing, by the way, but just like we know the Twitch partners, I can count them. There needs to be more of a prevalence, the same way there are when it comes to white males and gaming and, and their sponsorships and their, their brand endorsements and stuff. So that's something else I'm working on. But I also have a full time job still. So it's a lot. I'm tired. But um, yeah, for me, BGG is more so about the events, strategy, brand alignment and liaising and just making sure I also go out and do talks and raise the awareness of the black female experience as gamers and what companies can do as well on the personal stuff that I do as well. What you guys are doing is so amazing. Thank you. So, okay, we're in a moment. All four of us are in different places. One of us is uh, across the Atlantic. Wait, Chelsea, where do you live? Oh, man, Alabama. We are like spread across the United States and over into England. Um, But you know, the coronavirus is everywhere, right? It is a thing in an age of a time. And I feel like it is the time for gaming right now. Mm. Do you think there's suddenly an influx of more people doing gaming right now? What is this new world order for you guys? Man, I would love to answer this. So right now, what a time to be alive. Um, (laughs) What a time to be alive and healthy, mind you. We have been seeing an influx of more girls requesting to join the group. We've been seeing a lot of girls joining in the BGG Discord and man, Animal Crossing is booming right now. Mm. I have, (laughs) it has been, (laughs) it has been so sisterly and just, I imagine that when this is all over, we'll have a new appreciation for each other. Um, Some girls, uh, like Jay said, some people don't exactly know how to have a community or know what a community is. So I can say that 
the community is getting a little bit more closer as we value each other's health and wellness um, and just praise each other in this time, especially with Animal Crossing. People are always trading stoves and neighbors and stuff like that. It's just the best thing to see, to see all this togetherness going on right now. So, you know, it's actually helping us open our eyes to each other and just looking a little bit deeper like, hey, sis, and I'm just seeing a lot more sisterly stuff. And it really is giving me a lot of life right now, especially in a, you know, this depressing time. It's giving me a lot of life. Mm -hmm. I, I really think this idea of what community is, right? Like I think mm -hmm. until you have it, you don't realize what you were missing. And then once you have it, you don't realize how lucky you are. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that I am incredibly lucky to have a great community of all my friends are cosplayers. So I met them all through cons, mm -hmm. anime mostly. And obviously the comic community is in itself a unique world. But like, what was it like for you guys to first feel like you belonged in a community? Yeah. Ooh. That's a good question. Uh, for me, I definitely haven't looked back, you know, five years later and I'm still here trying to still run in the community and still trying to build on it. And I think we're not there yet. I feel like even though it's great and people know Black Girl Gamers and stuff like that, I've had to scream from the mountaintops to hear people actually know our name. And I've had to kind of hustle for opportunities and stuff for the most part. I've, I've sacrificed a lot for the platform and I think that speaks to the strength that I feel when I feel accepted in somewhere to, that I can game with because gaming is my passion I've been gaming for years and it it was very lonely to not to have to kind of fake a personality to interact with a hobby around people and now I don't have to do that um so I feel like there's people that I know and I've introduced to other people just because of BGG and it, it's great I have a group of people that I play with Warzone and Apex every day and it's just nice because I can relate to those people. They can relate to me. There's no pretense. There's no judgment. And I don't think I could go back to not having a community, to be honest, because I would take some of the people with me, even if the community shut down, they'd still be my <laughs> friends. I'm like, you're not leaving. So I, um, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I, I think going back to, to, to the way it was, I, I don't think I'd enjoy gaming half as much, to be honest with you. Yeah. Actually picking back off of Jay, hearing how much she's sacrificed for the platform just makes me, you know, even more proud. When I first joined Black Girl Gamers, I was just a member just like anyone else, you know, and then once I was approached to join the admin team, you know, you start to learn a little bit more about what she does for the community. There's a lot of stuff that goes in and she actually does a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So it really makes me appreciate the platform that much more when you see that someone is, doing this out of their own free time. We all do this on our spare time, but we also want to make sure that everyone's having a good time, everyone's happy, and everyone's safe. Um, and like Jay said, faking a personality to game with uh, people, man, that was tough. I don't get that with BGG. Uh, it has been great just being here and being ourselves and we can just talk to each other. There is no judging or why do you sound like this or something like that. It's very family oriented. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, I have not, 
like Jay said, I have not looked back. Uh, I pretty much left all the gaming groups that I was in before. You can actually compare and contrast all the sisterliness. If you just scroll down the feed once versus scrolling down the feed once on another group, you'll literally see a huge difference in how we interact with each other. And I think that's a really interesting dynamic, right? And you were just talking about this, JN, about the fact that you've made a lot of friends, like lifelong gaming friends through this community. Right. What does that mean? Because I think with technology, you have the ability to kind of manifest that old school sitting all in the same living room after school situation, Mm -hmm. uh, literally across the globe, right? Yeah. So I think now people are starting to get it because they're having to resort to the means that we've been using for years now. So they're now starting to understand how we create friendships. Whereas before, you know, we were weirdos that had friends online that (laughs) we'd never met face to face. And I think so there are four people specifically when I started BGG, they were there from the beginning and they are Aquia, Asia and Janae. And they've they've just been there. And it it's not like you're just talking about games. You talk about your life. You'll say, oh, you know what? Work was crap today. Or, you know, this person did something to me. Or, you know what? I had a birthday and I wish you happy birthday. You send gifts across the seas and stuff like that. That like you start to build friendships because it kind of removes the aspect of judging how someone looks. It removes the aspect of only being a friend for something that they can give you. So essentially, you're really just connecting on the hobby that you have. And then using that as a conduit to talk about other things like Janae's Jamaican, I'm Jamaican. We connect so well on that because we're both Jamaican gamers. So we'll cast in in Caribbean Patois all the time. And it's just fun because those parts of my world never collided before. So it's nice where I can just tell someone in, you know, my family's cultural dialect and they'll understand exactly what I'm saying when I'm talking about shooting someone on the screen. So it's nice to have those parts of my culture connect. And I think that's what happens when you take away sometimes that face-to-face aspect or that, that social dynamic where you have a hierarchy or stuff like that's kind of taken away for the most part when you start befriending people via games. It's different. Mm-hmm. it's so great that gaming is so international like I love it so much yeah likewise I think it's gaming for me is like a dichotomy it has a great place where you can be anything you want to be but also another place where you can't be what you want to be it's a really topsy-turvy world that I love and it definitely is a work in progress but it has its benefits you know the interconnectivity the ability to connect with people about something that you would never have connected with otherwise is is amazing it's it's truly amazing and I think a lot of people have quote-unquote slept on gaming for a while because they've kind of associated it with some kind of personality archetype that most of us don't actually have but also the type of games right right Mm -hmm. so much of what we think about is like first person shooter you know I immediately go to Halo (laughs) which is so old But, you know, Untitled Goose Game, puzzle games, cooking games, there are so many games for all ages. There's sort of this misconception within outside of gaming, like what is gaming? Right. Right. Like, it's not even just people who are non-gamers as well. There was one time I was at uh, TwitchCon and we had a community spotlight there. And then I can't remember if I did a panel talk or something, but then someone came up to me and she's like, oh, I love Black Girl Gamers, but you guys tend to play violent games. Is Is there a connection there? And I was like, no we play the same games that everyone else plays like I love Apex I'm not a violent person so I feel like we've even sometimes within gaming there are those kind of weird 
connections that people try to make and it's not it's not true like we had an animal crossing party a couple weeks ago went on our stream and we had two people streaming animal crossing chelsea was in the party and it was great <laughs> it was to so see fun. <laughs> it was so great to see the people had like mini games in their little islands like treasure hunts and stuff it was so cute and i think there is this violent perception of gaming that the media has definitely portrayed <laughs> for a lot a lot of the time that just, you know, isn't isn't the be all and end of gaming. It's such a fast world. Right. Some people, they think if you're a gamer, you would have to be a uh, shoot 'em up high-octane, you know, first-person shooters. But they don't know that we are literally sitting down, chilling somewhere, and, like, eating a snack and playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> That's the subject of the night. Animal <laughs> Y'all are going to make me download this game and I'm going to be real sad because you're never going to hear from me again. <laughs> That's, I have a problem. 100 plus hours in this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is a problem in it. <laughs> I mean, it's a good problem to have. So I've got like a little bit of a deeper question for you guys. What do you think are the next steps that the gaming industry can do to be more inclusive? We have a far way to go, but what do you think are those sort of short steps for us? I think the gaming industry needs to actually connect with communities like mine. Like it is a struggle to get in touch with some of these big gaming companies and they'll say they're about diversity and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, there's a lack of contact with the community that they're trying to supposedly serve. So I think we have to be aware of actual authentic work and not just tokenism because when it comes to that there's a few communities that are in the industry that I know haven't been contacted like that and they should be if you're really trying to uh, consult with the community that you're trying to now serve by making more diverse games I also think that in the workplace there has to be unconscious bias training there has to be diversity hires and I'm an advocate for that because and I'm not saying people who are diverse have less experience. No, you hire people with the same experience. And if not, you give them a crash course into the industry from somewhere else. Because at the end of the day, if you're not having those diverse perspectives, there's no way you're going to change anything because you're just going to have the same echo chamber. I think from the BGG goal, we definitely want to move forward. I'm, I'm reworking the website as we speak and we're going to get our voices out there again and, and try and get some writers on that platform Again, more events, bigger and better. Gamer Girls Night In was such a success that some of the gaming companies now want to get involved in that because of the fact that it was different. So once, you know, the whole pandemic has passed, we'll be working on that in a, in a bit more depth to expand it, hopefully, to the US eventually as well. Um, there's so much that can be done. And I feel like there are people who are great at what they do in the gaming industry, but they are great at that one lane and they haven't thought about gaming from a different perspective. And and that's fine. You can still be there, but you have to welcome those other perspectives into the circle as well. And I think that's what's lacking at the moment. Like that, the mm. first step to where gaming companies will go to diversity is a white woman character. And I'm like, okay. Mm. You can do that and something else. You can do that and an Asian woman and a native character and an African character. And also black characters don't have to be just American or British. They can be from anywhere else. And I think it's, again, it's thinking beyond that first step. It's beyond that easy diversity. It's that authentic mm -hmm. diversity that you want to get to. And yeah, there's a lot to do. And I'm tired, to be honest, of easy diversity. I'm looking for something mm -hmm. deeper. Everything Jay said. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Word. <laughs> no, I totally dig it. You know, I I think my one last question for, for y'all is like if 
someone could take anything away from black girl gamers like not take it away but like take away something <laughs> like you know after seeing a stream or hearing this podcast or or reading an article or just looking at even the twitter feed right and all of the content you do what is the one thing amidst the plethora of things they should take away that you want them to take away about bgg I believe the song that I've sang throughout this whole entire podcast is that we are a community. We are a community of disenfranchised people who have come together and found love within each other. And I just want people to know that we are a group of people who are human, female and gamer and just happen to be black. Uh, that's obviously what we've always wanted to say about us who are black girls and our gamers. But again, we still have a little bit of a ways to go. And I hope that in due time, we won't have to have these conversations with diversity or easy diversity. Hopefully the end goal is that people will hear this and just know that we see you. We see you seeing us, so act on it. And <laughs> that's that. I think that was what I was going was to say. Um, I think a vocal black woman isn't something to be af- intimidated Afraid by. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something that you should be collaborating with if you want to be ahead of the curve and make a change. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say because at the end of the day, all the work that has come from BGG has literally come from scratch. And this is the impact that it's having now. So if you're being intimidated by that, there's a reason why you're being intimidated and you shouldn't be, mm-hmm. but maybe it's because you're trying to uphold the status quo. Word. You're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you know, I'm I'm just so honored. You guys are doing something that is so essential and so important. And I know that we have so far to go, but, you know, you're keeping your feet on the ground. You're doing it. Um, any sort of last notes, you guys? I just want to say thank you for having us. This has been such yeah. a pleasure. It's been so amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having the both of us and, and shining a light on our platform. It's yes, really been yes, lovely. Yes, yes, Thanks again to Jan and Chelsea for joining us. What do you think stood out talking to them? I honestly would say it gave a perspective that so many people don't see the gaming world is that it is inclusive, right? Like this is phone gaming. This is Switch. It's PS4. It's computer. It's like anybody who loves gaming, regardless of where you are in the world, regardless of, you know, what kind of games you play, black girls who play games, who play dance games, who play RPGs, who play first person shooters are all really welcome. And, you know, as a member of like the Facebook group who like sees this every single day, it's really, really cool to see what what Chelsea said about keeping it inclusive and everybody is welcome is like a real thing. And the excitement about folks playing games is just, it's just really fun. I remember my first post, I'm like, I'm playing this game. Who else is playing it? And there are 25 people like, I just got it. And everything was positive. So I love how true they are to like the core of what the purpose of the group is. And it's to be inclusive. It's to have fun. And it's to allow for there to be that space where black girls who game can feel safe and just enjoy the thing they love. 
Yeah, I mean, community is so important within gaming specifically, having a place to either ask for help on a game you're stuck on or just to rant how much you love Animal Crossing because that's a theme lately for me. But, you know, I have so many friends, a lot of them women that work in gaming, and I have seen them struggle in the field. And it's so refreshing to see Jan and Chelsea and the entire group just tackling it head on. I was so honored. It was such a great conversation. I had so much fun. Well, if you want to keep up with the latest of Black Girl Gamers, make sure you're following them on Twitter at Black Girl Gamers, and their Twitch stream is at twitch.tv slash Black Girl Gamers. Follow it. It is educational, fun, but also hilarious. If you guys have enjoyed this conversation and want to hear more like it, let us know, please. You can email us at womanof at marvel.com or you can tweet at us at Marvel using the hashtag Women of Marvel. And another thing we love is reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. If you've been listening to Women of Marvel and want to help more people discover the show, you can head to our page on your preferred podcast app and leave a review. It makes a huge difference. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you guys on the next episode. This is Marvel, your universe. Women of Marvel is produced by Rebecca Seidel and Zachary Goldberg, along with me, Sana Amanith, Judy Stevens, and Angelique Roche. Our audio development manager is Kieran Heffa, and Jill Duboff is our director of audio.